Hey gang, this is Mike Totorella, otherwise known as Lucci, and you are listening to the Refill and Chill podcast. Stay tuned for a sneak preview of Banger Aid Volume 3. I need a refill. <laughs> Too many of them. What are we going to do? You and the chosen one! This is the way. Welcome back to another Star Wars Saturday on Refill and Chill. I'm your host, Dylan Fields, here with my co-host, Brandon Park. It's now time to embark on a journey into the galaxy far, far away. Brandon, how are you? Uh, pretty good. We got two good episodes today. Yes, we did. Very good episodes. Uh, Bad Batch episode 12 was great. And Mando, I'm going to start calling him by the chapters because I realized it's getting kind of a mouthful to say Mando season three episode this. So Mando chapter 18. Yeah, it was uh both episodes were absolutely phenomenal. Um probably the best week of uh Star Wars that we've had. Also, I saved this. I finally finished this today, but I purposely did not even tell you I got it. You ready for this? I wish the fans at home could um see it. They will on Spotify. Oh wow, look at that. I was sad, so I went out and bought it. How cool. For those who can't see it, I uh, I built a Lego Millennium Falcon. It's kind of big, though, so I don't know where I'm going to put it, but it seemed like a good purchase at the time. I love it. Kids, stay away from impulsive buying when you're older. That's right, because yes. we have bills to pay and cars to fix. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, why don't we get into the Star Wars news? I do like that, though, Brandon. It's very nice. Thank you. You did a great job. Gold star. Thank you. Who did it come yeah, with? Huh? What uh, What characters did it come with? Oh, I have those right next to me, too, because I literally just built it a couple hours ago. Um, it came with Finn. Nursing home Lando. <laughs> R2, C3PO. I don't think we ever got his name. Oh, Mark Hamill's character. Yeah. Yeah. The headless green man. And then uh, Chewbacca. Nice. See. I like it. Thank you. that That was from the Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. The Spy. Hmm. Very cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. So first and foremost, Katie Sackhoff, who had a huge role in this week's episode of Mandalorian, she says that Bo-Katan will not be in Ahsoka. That's actually kind of crazy. I was really expecting that she would. Well, you know, she just told Grogu how she used to fight fight side by side with Jedi, and two Jedi that came to my mind other than Anakin, would have been Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka. Very true. So they have a relationship from the past, but 
that makes me think that even um, Din might not have a role in Ahsoka. But I feel like they're kind of crossing over, like with Boba Fett and Ahsoka's been in Boba Fett and Mandalorian. So why wouldn't maybe Mando cross over to that? Uh, I feel like they're going to basically just make it its own thing. Um, So I thought that was maybe going to be one of the crossovers that they had. Hmm. Was Bo-Katan. And honestly, I just want to see how the season of Mando goes because that could be a smokescreen still. Yeah, true. Well, um, in other news, John Favreau has said there is discussions going on at Lucasfilm about doing stories after the rise of Skywalker. And more specifically, they will not give, I mean, I'm sure they're going to give an announcement next month, but they're not going to give an announcement on a new movie until they get the right movie. They know how delicate this is and they want to get it right. I'll take it. Yeah. I just don't want to wait too long to have to watch Star Wars in a movie theater with you. Yes, I know. I've been waiting so long. I'm even at the point now if they just decide to re-release one, like, we'll just go get tickets and watch it. Okay. Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron is no longer in active development at Lucasfilm, and neither is Kevin Feige's Star Wars film. Hmm. I wonder why. Not sure, but Taika Waititi's uh, Star Wars film is still in the works, and he's likely to star in it. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has anything to do with, like, budget cuts or anything like that? I, you know, I couldn't guess. I just think, you know, like they said, they don't want to put out just anything. They want to make it right. Um, It could have been contractual in the terms of people's creative differences and they want to make it their own thing but like maybe finally people are stepping up saying like no it's got to stick to the star wars like narrative that would be my guess um because then even like right now lucasfilm's being sued for the breaching of contract of the acolyte producer karen mccarthy and wrongfully terminating her but that doesn't mean it's not releasing the acolyte is still set to release in 2024 that's not good no. At least it's still coming out, but yeah. That's not a good site. Um I wonder if um anything with Disney World has to do with this. I don't know if you heard about this at all. Um and granted, I don't think it has a ton to do with it, but it could have a little effect where budget cuts need to be made. Um the Florida governor, I don't know if you knew that Disney didn't have to pay taxes. No. Well, I figured there's no no in-state taxes. Well, no. So Disney World was considered like its own little like private land, like not a part of Florida, technically. Mm-hmm. They like they didn't consider it, so they never had to pay taxes. They just it was all political, but basically the um Florida governor said F that, like pay your taxes. Oh. So they've never had to pay taxes there. So now they do. So now they do, and obviously they're going to get taxed pretty bad. Yeah. For being as big as they are and how much property they have there. Um, so I, I don't know. That might have something to do in the budget cuts. Um, hopefully it doesn't affect it too much. And maybe I'm just over-exaggerating it, but 
maybe. <clears throat> um, there was something else that I just saw. Um, shoot. Oh, I know what it was, but we're going to save that for the three blue milks. So, Ooh. Brandon, let's talk Bad Batch. All right. So this episode of Bad Batch, we finally get back to Crosshair. Mm. Um, which right from the get-go was relieving. Um, you kind of see that co- uh, clones are starting to uh, get phased out and get treated really like even more poor than they were getting treated before. Um, and they send Crosshair and some clones on a mission. Um, I Did you get the name of the planet at all? No. No. Mm. I just knew it was a snow planet. But anyways. I'll find it. They went to um an old Imperial base. Was it um, it was just called the outpost? What just called the outpost? I mean, yeah, but let me see what planet it was on. Um Barton Four. Barton Four. Yeah. All right. So they travel yeah. to a snowy world of Barton Four in a row class transport shuttle. Yes. And they get to the outpost, and there's only three clones still alive. Um, they'd been there for 36 rotations, which is 36 days. Um, and basically, we're getting yelled at by the officer the imperial officer um on why they weren't manning the the base or why people weren't in positions there's only three of them and they were on their own they said they had fended off raiders which we came across again Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were stealing the crates which none of the clones knew what was in there they were told that they weren't special enough to uh, uh know what's inside of them or open them um and the clones are loyal, as, as it's been told uh, a million times in the Clone Wars. Um, so obviously they didn't get curious and open it up. Um, but anyways, the Raiders grabbed two. It, it was what, two of the cases or crates? Yes. Yes. And they send Crosshair and um, why can't I think of his name? Um. I had it on the top of my head. The name of the clone, Mayday. That's right. Yes. They sent Crosshair Mayday to go retrieve the uh, crates, even though it was considered an impossible mission, uh, just for the two of them. Because the Raiders ended up killing the rest of the clones that were there. And then they finally get it, but then an avalanche hits, and they're buried in the snow after they get the crates mm-hmm. um crosshair has to pick up mayday and carry him as mayday was about to die from you know the avalanche and crosshair is exhausted by the time they get back to the base um empty-handed of course um and the officer lets mayday just die right in front of him saying that giving him meds would be a waste to the empire. Um, Wasting Crosshair resources. finally snaps. Huh? 
a waste of resources a waste of resources to the empire and that basically that the clones are all expendable um and then crosshair snaps shoots the officer in the um the chest and then basically passes out as he's being arrested uh, and then the end of the episode, we see the scientist um, inject something into a crosshair's neck. Um, I'm wondering what that is. I, I am half wondering if they're going to try to clone him or. I don't know. I thought because she put him, she put him out like that was just knock him out cold. So they're probably healing him. But yeah, they're probably going to do some testing on him. Well, she said that it was either going to kill him or help him. Hmm. Good question. I don't know if you caught on to that. She said Mm -hmm. you might die from the, like, not caring what happens to him. It's just she she injected something into him for sure. I don't know what that might be. Hopefully we'll get something by the end of the season. But I feel like next episode we're going to go back to the Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of flip flopping. Yeah, but um, Dylan, what did you uh get from this episode? I liked it a lot. I think it finally opened up Crosshair's eyes. I think he now sees why it was probably better to be with the Bad Batch. I think those guys have kind of led the path, you know, all along of kind of rebelling against the Empire. That there's something's wrong here, and. You know, it's taken up until this moment for Crosshair to see that something's wrong. Um, all in all, great episode. I thought the chemistry between Crosshair and Mayday was great. The lieutenant was an asshole. Um, kind of what I expect, though, in the Empire. And uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we're only like, what, three more weeks until the finale? Yeah, because the finale is two episodes. 13, right. 14, and then 15, 16 in one week. Yeah, 13, 14. Yeah. We are almost yeah, right. But yeah, overall, great episode. Do you think that Crosshair ends up um, coming back to the Bad Batch? Yes. How do you think it happens? He's going to break out. He's going to break out. they're all going to be together, or do you think one of them is going to die in the process? Well, I feel like Crosshair is going to die, but we've said that from the start. I think Tech will die. Really? Yeah, they've been really focusing on him a lot this season. Hmm. That's a good I point. would say it's been more on Tech and Omega than it has any other character. Yeah. I haven't noticed like, that about Tech. Yeah, like Hunter is not not nearly as big of a role as he was season one. No, he's been, like, absent almost every episode. Yeah. It's awfully weird. Mm-hmm. But... It's been weird to adjust that way, but... Yeah. Still, though, great flipping episode. Absolutely. So we could just dive right into Mando. Um, This episode, The Minds of Mandalore. What a visual episode... People were complaining in Twitter that it was too dark, and that was the reason why they didn't like it. And my thing is, I watch Mandalorian and like other stuff at home in the dark on my couch. So 
turn off your lights then, if that's the case, or stop stop watching it I at was work. Say turn up your brightness. Turn up your brightness. Stop watching it at work where your lights are, you know, really high. Right? You know, like watch it in the primal spot, which is supposed to be in a theater. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they were in a mine, and a mine's not going to be all lit up. No, they're just trying to match the visuals. So, I liked it. I had no complaints. So. We kick it off with Din Djarin visiting Pilimoto and Tatooine during the Boonta Eve Festival in search of a new memory chip for IG-11. Boonta Eve Festival, for those of you who aren't familiar with the term, was the festival that celebrates the pod racing event that Anakin Skywalker raced in and won in The Phantom Menace. So that was a cool little callback. Uh, we do see a couple pod race pod racers uh, drag racing across the, de- the desert sand. Um she does not have the memory chip for IG-11, nor do the ja- or the uh, Jawas, but she sells him R5-D4, who also, fun fact, was from A New Hope. Um, you can remember him as the droid that broke down and had the oil spill in front of Luke, and then they ended up with R2-D2 and C-3PO. So Din Djarin and Grogu and R5 all fly to Mandalore. Now that he has something that can test out the atmosphere and they um, land, Din orders R5 to scout ahead and ensure that the atmosphere is non-toxic. When R5 does not return because he falls off the scanner, uh, Din Jaren ventures out, checks it out, and he's attacked by several Alamites, which I was surprised to see people living on Mandalore. Yeah, um, so I don't know if you picked up on this. Um Bo-Katan said that they had lived there for ever since, like, the Mandalorians lived there, um, but they didn't live in the city. They were just on the outskirts. They were kind of mm-hmm. considered, like, pests. Yeah. They were called, like, native-like troll-like species in the caves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are some interesting-looking characters. So, heading deeper, huh? They were kind of terrifying looking. Yeah, 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 they were. Heading deeper into the mines, Din Djarin is captured by a cyborg creature and sends Grogu for Bo-Katan's help. He was like going to roast him. Did you see that? He was like spinning him like a pig. Oh, yeah. Do you think he was taking his blood? Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. Or midichlorians. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I really thought though, right there in that moment when he threw his blaster and his dark saber on the ground, I thought Grogu was going to use the force to get it and cut him free. Uh yeah, I was sold on that happening mm-hmm. and I was kind of upset that it didn't happen. That was that was my one gripe, but I I'm happy with the way it all happened. Yeah. Oh well. So um <laughs> Grogu gets in the little ship by himself. And he has R5 take him up to where Bo-Katan is. And Bo-Katan helps rescue Din Djarin, kills the cyborg before leading jo- Din Djarin to the living waters of Mandalore. Um, Din Djarin begins to recite the creed to restore, restore himself as a Mandalorian. However, a sudden drop-off causes him to sink deep into the water. Before, before I move on any further, I thought something grabbed his leg. I think the dude just didn't feel a step and he just fell straight to the bottom. So I've heard two different things. I heard that he fell off a ledge. And I also heard 
that the mythosaur grabbed him. With that being said, Bo-Katan <laughs> dives in to save him, and on her way back up, she comes face-to-face with a mythosaur. Yes, so in the two scenarios, he was pulled down by the mythosaur, which has been asleep for thousands of years. Why did it just suddenly wake up? Could it be that the grand ruler of Mandalore has returned? Would, would you believe that it's Din Djarin, or do you believe it's Grogu? Or is it Bo-Katan? It, one is, of the, it is not Bo-Katan. While one of the three is the ruler of Mandalore. Yeah. Um, also, she never... I realized that Bo-Katan never realized that... Because um, she thought that that was kind of like a silly joke. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, bathing in the, the waters of uh, the mines. You could tell that she was very intrigued by all of this. Like it was restoring her faith. Do you think it was that? Or do you think that she saw Mando's passion on it, Dinjarin? That too. And I think once she saw the mythosaur and realized that that was real, I think she was also like, holy shit, like this is legit. Yeah. I'm excited to see how far we go into the Mandalorian lore because so far of the last two episodes, we've gotten, you know, the Creed blessing in the first episode. We got to dive deep into Mandalore this episode. Um, I think, you know, by the end of the season, we're going to learn a lot about the Mandalorians. Did you pick up that Bo-Katan was going to kill Dendron? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like she wanted him gone. Yeah, let's end him for now for good. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Well, well because I think that's to... gonna completely change. Yeah. Oh yeah. So since I thought Bo Katan was gonna be the bad the big bad um at the beginning of the season, who do you think is gonna be the big bad now? Well, you know, we've seen those uh pirates, but I don't think those guys are going to be any any trouble. My guess is, oh, it would probably have to be Moff Gideon. He's going to have to get out of prison, or if they just kind of say, oh, he's in prison, it's another force. But what would that force be unless it's Thrawn? I have a very good feeling who it is. Really? Forger. Who? The Forger. Oh, you really think? Yeah. Huh. Care to elaborate? Um, so she knows that he took off his helmet. Yes. And she was kind of like, oh, you can't, you're not a Mandalorian anymore. And I don't think she's going to believe him that he went to Mandalore in the mines um, and ultimately call him a phony. A big fat phony? Yeah. You great big phony! And she's not going to want to accept him. Even if he brings back proof, she's not going to want to accept him. Yeah. Because she was kind of like playing the, um, like, oh, you're trying to play loopholes into this. Mm-hmm. 
because she was kind of in disbelief when he uh brought out the the rock from Mandalore that he found off of Jawa. Yeah. She was kind of in disbelief. Like, where'd you get that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that idea. That'd actually be really cool. I think it would make the season really interesting and it it would deal with um like what you said, how we get more into like the Mandalorian lore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Getting deep with Brandon Park. Yes. And I ultimately think at the end of the season, Dindrowan and Bo Katan are gonna be together ruling with Grogu. Okay. They're all three going to basically be a royal family. Wow. That'd be something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like it. Overall grade for this episode? Um, I'm going nine and a half out of ten. I loved it. And I'm looking forward to next episode, especially after what you sent me today on Twitter. 56 minutes. Oh, yeah. Almost an hour. Finally. Yeah. Finally. This episode did feel longer. It was nice. Yeah, it was what? Like 47 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I love for every episode to be like an hour to an hour and a half. I know that's not ideal. Like, we're not going to get it, but... Gosh, I would love that. That's how that's how television should be. Is like an like over an hour, like hour fifteen. Yeah, but that's just me. I I agree. But um, what was I about to say? I was about to say something. I don't know. I was literally about to say something. I can't remember now. Fuck. Well, if it comes up, stop me. Let's Wait, hold the... on. Palpatine returned somehow. Oh, gosh darn it. I, I knew it. I knew he did. Somehow Palpatine re- will return. He will. He is the mythosaur. John... <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's get into those three blue milks. So, Brandon, did we meet the villains for Skeleton Crew with the pirates that were in the last episode? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Why show them so quickly, but could they be a bigger role in something else? I think they're going to be a bigger role towards the end of the season. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get more of... um, What's his name? Grief? No. What's what's um Carl Weathers' character's name? Oh... Hmm. You got me looking it up. I know. It's so funny. I feel like we know Cara Dune's name. Grief Karga, yeah. Grief, okay. That's what I thought. Hmm. We gotta get more of him. Well, yeah. I think I think they could be the villains, along with Hondo. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Second, Blue Milk. Did you know that when Luke winked at C-3PO in The Last Jedi, he went just, just so slightly, a little wink, 
That was improvised by Mark Hamill because there was no interaction between the two characters throughout the entire sequel movies. And Mark thought that he couldn't ignore his friend after what they've been through. Really? Think about it. He was on the remote island. The only people that saw him were Ray and Chewie. And then Yoda and Ben. C-3PO was with Leia the whole time. Wait, C-3PO and then she was, or C-3PO was in the cave at the end of the movie when Luke comes in to say goodbye to Leia before he goes out to face Ben. Oh, are you just talking about the the movies that Disney made? Yes. Oh, okay. That's where I was lost. I was going to say, there's no way. Well, that's that's the whole point is yeah. through everything he's been in or been through with C-3PO in the original trilogy... Yeah. How could the writers of the sequels not even have a moment? But it's just yeah. like when Han Solo died, nobody checked in on Chewie. Yeah, that is true. It's just like, come on, guys. They just got the wrong writers for that. Know your Star Wars. Hopefully, hopefully they can fix that in the future, but... Yeah. So my last... In- Final Blue Milk. I kind of touched on it a little bit. But do you think the Mythosaur woke up from its thousand years of hibernation because it sensed the true ruler of Mandalore into living waters? Or has it always kind of been awake, but nobody's found it? I think a mixture of both. So... I don't think that it was always in those waters. I think that when the Empire bombed Mandalore, it like woke up again mm-hmm. and then made its way into the waters. I don't know how. Hopefully we can get more clarification on that. Um, but I I think it's always been around. It's just been in hiding for all this time. Okay. I can see it. Cool. Yep. Well, that wraps it up. Until next time, when we got episode 13 of The Bad Batch and chapter 19 of Mando, I am your host, Dylan Fields. This is Brandon Park. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. And I will never change I couldn't even if I wanted to For you There's nothing left to say If I was you, if I was you Then I was dead A thousand miles away
chill out. Dick <laughs>